All right, we are live here with episode number 38 of Memory Tracks. And it's been, uh, you know, this is very unprofessional, but I'll just admit, this is like the second time recording this, uh, this intro because if you've been listening to the past like six episodes, you know that I changed my equipment around and it failed on me again tonight, but I didn't lose the file. It was just, it's not sounding right. So we went back to the old school style. I've got my old mixer. You know, I take the, uh, the compression off and took some different things off and it's going to be uh, raw, but potentially probably better. So we're going to give it a shot and we're going to go for the second uh, attempt here. But for the listeners, just so you know, we really only made it like maybe what, like two minutes in. <laughs> yeah. We're not, <laughs> we're not backtracking too much. We're not backtracking <laughs> too much. So it's still a very authentic, very genuine conversation. Um, and hopefully um, everybody enjoys it. But with all that being said, I would love to introduce my uh, guest for today's episode, which is uh, Darby Dupree. Hi. So, welcome. <laughs> Thank it's, you. It's, I'm so happy to be here. It's so cool to have you on. Um, and I'm, I'm really uh, excited to, to hear your songs. And I think one of the reasons why I'm, I've been looking forward to this is because uh, we know each other from work. Um, we work together at uh, You Earned It, which I've had some guests on in the past that um, I met through that. And uh, it's always fun when you can meet people at work that you've feel that you can connect with and you're obviously a super cool person and uh, that worked out really well thank you <laughs> um but i think what's really particularly interesting about you is that we don't work together anymore and the reason why is because i guess like about a year ago or so uh you decided that you had been in austin for a while and you'd been working for a while and you were ready to do something different and you kind of just were like fuck it i'm gonna move to australia <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i uh, sold all my stuff and just went for it which was very scary but felt really right yeah and it was definitely the right thing to do yeah and this time last year i was actually celebrating my birthday in bali indonesia oh my gosh Um, wait is it your birthday today it's my birthday on wednesday okay so two days (laughs) yeah i'm gonna turn 27 oh my gosh the that's the the genius year. I know. (laughs) I feel like it's going to be a really good year. Like I'm setting myself up and things are just working out as they should. And I'm feeling like a huge creative push and like all this inspiration in my life. Like, I'm sure a lot of it has to do with just like so much self-discovery in the past year traveling. Yeah. Um, but and maybe also not working for a while. Right. <laughs> I right. have a lot of free brain space. Uh-huh. Um, that's not like my normal stress levels. Yeah. So I have just more room in my head for like creativity and and like passion projects and yeah. like new projects and cool stuff. And I'm really excited. I'm I, I feel like 27 is going to be probably one of the best years. That's really cool. Yeah. And I'm also like kind of jealous at having a, I've, I've never thought about this before, but hearing you say that, I'm like, man, how cool is it to have like a birthday around the end of the year? Because I feel like everyone kind of goes, you just naturally gravitate towards artificial deadlines for yourself and like New Year's, the resolution and all that kind of stuff. Like people kind of set goals for themselves for the year. And that's like a big thing. Birthday is very similar. It's like, okay, well, it's a new year. I'm going to set these goals. 
you get to knock it out at the same time. <laughs> yeah. That's like kind of ideal, right? <laughs> yeah. I, New Year's, I actually try not to set goals for myself on New Year's because I feel like that's what everyone does and I never follow through with shit. Yeah. So I just try and set many goals for myself like all the time and throughout the year yeah. and <laughs> not put so much heavy emphasis on right. the end of the year, Christmas and New Year's yeah. and I feel like usually New Year's I'm like my fattest self and it's like <laughs> cold and yeah, <laughs> like whatever, I'm going to work out and I right. don't and right. the same old sentiments. I think it's, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's very healthy to not put too much pressure on the artificial deadlines. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm so bad. But it's that. hard to practice. <laughs> yeah. You're just surrounded by that <laughs> yeah. reminder of it. Yeah. It's so, but, true. so yeah, I think it's going to be a good episode because I feel like we're it's great. We're in the right headspace. It's going to be, gonna <laughs> yeah. be cool. Um, and your songs are really cool too. I'm excited about what you picked. I didn't, um, not super familiar with the first two. I know the last one and the artist and things like that. But, um, you know, you, when you sent it over, you're like, yeah, these are really cool chronological of my life and things like that. And so I'm fascinated to hear, hear your take on all of it. It's going to yeah, be fun. It was, it's a very hard assignment. Yeah. I like really tossed up, I had like three strong contenders. Um, and I think those are, it's a different story that like if I chose those songs, it would be a different story. And, and so I decided that like <clears throat> the songs that I chose are the ones that really, really make me feel. Yeah. And like the first one is like so corny and emo, but <laughs> that like. I'm not going to deny my roots right. as an emo kid. Right. Um, and the second one is also very, very random. Yeah. And Charles Bradley is the third one. Oh, I don't want to spoil. Oh, you did. It's okay. <laughs> I don't want to spoil. It's okay. I won't say anything else. <laughs> I can always bleep it out in the edit. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really build the anticipation. Yeah, That'd I like be pretty that. funny. We might do that actually. Uh, well, with that, I think we'll go ahead and kick it off with the first song. So the first one is called... Everything I Once Had, and it's by the band Honorary Title. Here we go. Everything I You are everything I once had on First Avenue We went there solely for you So you can flirt with my best friend Kiss a girl and tell me why you're laughing I won't hold on I can't hold on to this There's a hole in the trust that we mapped out in
February Valentine's Day Did my best to avoid the right cliche So you dumped me on the subway On my way to work at nine in the morning Everybody else was holding bouquets Now I'm holding my face in the basement Scratching away for any trace Of affection you will leave Falling victim to the public's prey Well, I won't hold on No, I can't hold on I won't hold on To this There's a hole in the trust that we mapped out in my bed for six long months. There's a hole in the trust that we mapped out in my bed. There's a hole in the trust that we Everything I Once Had by the honorary title. <laughs> Listening that's, to that, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is like, you were a warp to her kid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's actually really funny you say that because I was thinking on the way over here, like, someone asked me the other day, like, what was your first concert? And I think when I was, like, super, super young, and I hardly have any recollection of this, yeah. it was, like, the Backstreet Boys, and it uh-huh. was, like, in the huge arena and Dallas and American airlines. And, but I hardly remember that. And, and actually my first memory of going to live shows was with my older sister. Um, she started to take me to see music when I was like 12 and 13. And I actually went to warp tour, um, when I was probably 13. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's, that's your sister took you. Yeah. My older sister. So, how much older is she than you? She's like three and a half years older than okay, me. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, so she just turned 30, and she actually just got married like oh, two nice. weekends ago. Yeah. Very cool. So you got to be in town for that. That's great. Yeah, that's yeah. that's originally why I came home is because gotcha. I was the MOH, maid yeah, of honor. of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she, I, I really have a lot of my like musical... I guess she influenced me a lot and like the beginning stages of like figuring out what music was to me and, yeah. and why it was meaningful and what I liked. And like, she would take me to ska and punk and like metal shows all the time. And we went to Warped Tour yeah. and I remember I was in Dallas and it was hot as shit. <laughs> and 
like I was wearing my Dickies mm-hmm. and my Converse and like my spike belt and like thought it was so cool but I was like such a child yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but I remember young. I saw Blink-182 there what year was this you think? <laughs> oh god um let's see probably like definitely early 2000s yeah nice. yeah so it was um, probably so like, like it was like prime emo yeah music stage yeah <laughs> no, that's that's what it's made for for sure but this song actually um i think this is off so i listened to the honorary title a little bit mm-hmm. in like high school but i didn't actually discover this song by them until i got to college like my first year of college and my best friend molly gardner she's obsessed with them like knows so the main singer is Jared Gorbel and he is from like the East coast. I think he lives in Brooklyn. Um, so this song came out in like 2003, I think. Okay. Um, and she like has like, is such a fangirl over him. So she really got me into them and got me like obsessed. Totally embrace it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we (laughs) listen to the song together every time and Every time I listen to it, it reminds me of her. Yeah. And some days, you know, some days you just wake up and you're just like, like just feeling emotional and you want to like listen to these, this old music that like really makes you feel like brings you back to your like angsty teen days mm-hmm. and like, you know, you just want to like. The nostalgia yeah. of simpler times. <laughs> yeah. Your biggest worry yeah. was the crush. That, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I feel like the song is so representative of like. It's so cheesy and like the lyrics are so dramatic and actually the video, if you haven't ever have a chance to watch it, you should watch it because it makes me so happy. Like I can actually listen to the song on repeat over and over and over again. And some days when I wake up in that mood, I actually do that. And I, (laughs) I watch the video over and over again too, which is so ridiculous. Yeah. But it's, there's only like a few different shots and one of them, <laughs> he's in this like old kind of like dilapidated house. And one of them is like him playing, playing the guitar, like in the bathroom. And that's one shot. But in the same shot, it's like him in the shower with like all of his clothes on, like his skinny jeans and his white tee and like his swooped over hair. <laughs> and he's just in the shower, like the shower is just running and he's like singing and he's so emotional. So emotional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's another shot where he like rips open like a bunch of pillows. So there's like feathers everywhere and he's just like jumps onto this bed and he's just like really singing. <laughs> and that's pretty much the whole video for just like, feeling it. Yeah, yeah. Like three minutes. And, and it's then, like so stuck in your brain. From yeah. How absurd that is. Yeah. But I, still watch it to this day like maybe once a month yeah <laughs> which is kind of a you lot you still can yeah it's funny like when people go into the nostalgia path of like different songs like sometimes people will come on and they're like now because you forced me to think about this then I recollected things but actually I haven't listened to the song in forever yeah but you seem to pick one that you is <laughs> <laughs> still a very much a part of your life, which is kind of cool. Yeah, like it is. And it's always just, it's really triggered by a mood. Yeah. <clears throat> and when I'm in that mood, I'm like, I'm putting the song on. Yeah. And I, when I remember to do that and I listen to the song, I just feel so satisfied after. Yeah. And without fail, no matter how many times it is, 
I always text Molly. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, it's an everything I once had, Jared Gorbel type of day. Yeah. And I miss you and I love you. Yeah. And she's like, hell yeah. And then we listen together and it's cute. <laughs> You're talking about how uh, you would like listen to it over and over again. And I just, that hits a, a spot of where it's like, you know, back in the day when we had CD players and you'd have the, uh, the repeat button where you press it the first <laughs> time and it would repeat the whole CD. Yeah. which is usually what you had on because yeah. it's like, you know, you, only, you can only afford so many CDs and yeah. so you have to, you just listen to the same CD over and over. But then like there were the CDs where there was like that one song that you would press the repeat button a second time, <laughs> yeah. which would have the little one <laughs> icon yep. appear yeah, yeah, next yeah. to the same logo. And it's like that meant once the song ended, it was just going to repeat the song. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I have like probably a dozen songs that like I very specifically remember doing that. And looking back on that, it just seems so absurd to like listen to the same song over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Sometimes it just (laughs) needed to do that. Yeah. That actually like brings back this memory that I had um, when I was in middle school. So maybe like, I don't know, how old are you in? I, like middle school, I feel like, is, like, grade. between it's like 12, 13. 11 to 13 or so. Because 16 is usually, like, junior year of high school. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. probably, like, 12 or 13. Yeah. And I had all my CDs and, like, my little boom box. And I would sit in my room by myself. And I would play songs over and over and over again because I wanted to memorize all the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Before Google existed, yeah, and you could you had like, to actually listen to it yeah, and take notes. Like, yeah, I took notes, <laughs> and I have this one specific memory. I wish I could remember the song that I was listening to. It definitely wasn't Jared Gorbel. Yeah, everything I once had, but <laughs> um, yeah, I would just and then you would like like rewind and yeah. rewind, and you're like, oh, crap, what is that one verse? I can't understand it. <laughs> um, I think we all are. I think we all can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. I certainly had my share of that as yeah. well. Yeah. We were all 12 <laughs> once listening to our boom boxes, trying to memorize lyrics. Yeah. Or our tapes or our vinyl. Yeah. Whatever of it course. is. Of <laughs> course. It's funny because it's like, I mean, Spotify, you can do that too. You've got the little click it a second time and the one will show up. But yeah. I don't know if the kids still do that or not. I don't yeah. Know. I don't, I wish I still had all my CDs. Yeah. Yeah. I have a handful of them, I think. I don't know. I think you got to hang on to them. I know. I don't know what I did with mine. They're all scratched and well, that's true. Torn yeah, they didn't shit. really hold up. <laughs> and half of them were like burned because oh, like <laughs> so much Napster like killed all my yeah. computers. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and LimeWire. Sure. <laughs> um, I always love when uh, people come on and do the like e- emo songs. Yeah, it's just, it's just fun. Yeah. So, like you mentioned, I I. <clears throat> kind of did like a chronological order and yeah. it's very loose like this song and the next song it's like a lot of ages or a lot of years in between but yeah I think I always have to it was important for me to just go back to my roots yeah from where it all started and well, where it all began. Well, it sounds like it's still a very important part, which <laughs> yeah. is cool. And I, I know. I have so many guilty pleasures. <laughs> Don't feel guilty. No. You should uh, You should go back and listen to, I think it's like episode three or four, my friend Margaret. Uh, it's very reminds me of uh, some of your similar tastes. Okay. Yeah, should, <laughs> I'll definitely do it, Margaret. You guys will be, be friends. I'll go back <laughs> and listen to this. Cool. Well, should we go on to uh, song number two? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. I love this song so much. I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it right, because I already forgot. You, you 
briefed me on it beforehand, but now I forgot. So why don't you introduce it? Okay. <clears throat> I might not even do it right because it's in another language, um, but it's man o toe, and toe is spelled like two, like T-O, and it's by um, this Berlin artist, DJ named New, which is N-U, so I hope I'm saying all that right. I'm not positive. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll go with it. <laughs> all right, here we go. Oh, 
song <laughs> manoto mano manoto Mano manoto yeah by new dj nomad traveler such as yourself i believe yeah. at least that's what that's what the wikipedia said <laughs> <laughs> yeah his real name is fabian lamar and so i actually this song is very random because i a have no idea how i found it b I don't necessarily remember the exact first time that I listened to it, but I know that I, it really stuck with me and I just kept yeah. playing it. Yeah. And until a couple months ago, I had never heard of anyone who's ever heard of the song. And every time I play it, I don't get much of a response out of it, which is so contradictory to... <laughs> how I feel how about you it. To it. Yeah, because yeah. it is... Like, why don't you get this? Yeah, like, come on, people. It's so vibey. Like, and I love the, just, the bounce, the dun, dun, yeah. dun, 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 And you can't help but, like, sit there and groove in your chair. Right. And that's what I love about electronic music. Like, I feel <clears throat> for the past, like, four or five years, I've been on a huge electronic music kick. Mm-hmm. And, like, recently, I kind of had, like, a, oh, my God, all I fucking listen to is electronic music. Like, I need to get back to, like, my roots, like, my indie rock and classic rock. Title. and Yeah, like, honorary <laughs> title, Third Eye Blind, which oh Third Eye Blind was, a, like, that almost, almost that in. was almost on this list. And I was like, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> Which one would it have been? Um, that's what I couldn't figure uh, out. Yeah. I really sat there and I was like, which one? <laughs> I don't know. Like, Graduate was a strong contender. Mm, God, that's, that's an excellent karaoke <laughs> song. Losing a whole year. Oh, a karaoke yeah, song. That's, a whole year. Yeah, I like that. So good. Um, but, yeah, I... Yeah, so I have no idea how I found out. I think with electronic music, it's such... like there's so, It's kind of like metal music where there's so many genres... Mm -hmm. And they're really hard to define, and they blend together. Right. And I feel like there's such a stigma with electronic music yeah. that, like, and it can be very intimidating for people. But I kind of found my like, my kind of sub genres that I like in my my like niche of music. And um, this one's just like super chill, yeah. housey, like, and it's it's super long. It's nine minutes. Thanks for. Bearing <laughs> through that Not whole the thing. Not the longest song picked. 
for the podcast. So okay. Don't feel guilty. <laughs> okay. I know. I was like, I'm picking this nine minute long song. It's all right. Um, but ever since, okay. So when I first met you, you were doing this podcast and that's yeah. when like I met you at, you earned it. Yeah. And that was only a couple months before I left to go traveling. I think, I think that's about right. Yeah. yeah. And I honestly, since I knew you did a podcast, I was like, I want to be on that. <laughs> and so I always kind of had like thought of my, it's like, it's a good challenge. It's like, yeah. think of three songs, like just three yeah. that, really make you feel a lot of things right and for some reason this song has like held a spot yeah so you just kind of knew it was your first one you picked yeah it was it was like the only definite one that i knew awesome was like gonna make it and we were gonna talk about it yeah um and i don't know why it's just there's not many like memories i think that i hold with this song it's more of a feeling yeah and I, I think it's because no one else knows of it. And I've like, besides one instance, which I'll get to, I've never heard it being played before. Yeah. So to me, it makes it feel really personal to me. Right. It's kind of like your secret. Yeah. It's like my secret like, song. Now that... you're letting the world in on it because it's <laughs> yeah. a podcast. Thank but... you, Memory Tracks. <laughs> I hope people enjoy the song. Yeah. Um, but then I realized I actually like... I don't even know how to say the freaking title. I've never heard of this DJ before. I don't know much about the song. So I went and did some digging and found out some really cool information about it. Yeah. So it's by this Berlin artist and he's the one who's singing, but he's quoting this poem, um, which was originally written by a Muslim poet from the 13th century Hmm. named Rumi. And I might be saying that wrong. It's R-U-M-I. Okay. But I have the lyric, or I have the, the poem here, and I wanted to read it because yeah, that's please. the lyrics of the song. So it's, <clears throat> The pleasant moment of sitting in front of the door, me and you, with two figures and two faces, with one life, me and you, joyful and careless, free from distracting myths, me and you, me and you without us, in parentheses, ego, gather because of virtue, in parentheses, love. So those are the lyrics that he's repeating over and over again. So man to means me and you. And when I read that, I got really emotional and I was like, of course I love this song because that is like such a beautiful poem. Yeah. And I love it. It's just two people that like are in this beautiful like partnership that come together and become one person. Yeah. And I feel like that's, there's something so simplistic in, in the, in the words. It's very, it's very universally desirable. Yeah. uh, And relatable emotion. Yeah. And it was written in the 13th century and now it's still, I, the test of time. yeah, Yeah. And I read it and I am like, that's like, that's, so lovely and <clears throat> I think one 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 thing in my travels um like in the past year year and a half like my one of my biggest goals was just like trying to figure out how to like 
rid myself of my ego in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Not not completely strip myself of my ego because I think that's a little far stretched. But yeah. um, when you travel, you're very very vulnerable. Yeah. And especially when you like just get up and move and pack away like or just sell your shit and pack everything and 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 go and and stay somewhere for a longer time. Like I pretty much have felt vulnerable for like a year and a half, <laughs> which is really, I think once you do that, you let your guard down and yeah. you're able to experience a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I think that this song has just very on the sideline, but but now that I think about it, has been it's there. Like personified that. Yeah, and yeah. it's been there with me on a personal level throughout my my travels, and. <clears throat> it's really interesting because so I after I was in Australia I went to um, Europe for six weeks with my girlfriend and we it was her 30th birthday in August and we stayed in Barcelona and it was a friend it was like her roommate and longtime friend's brother's Barcelona like girlfriend mm-hmm. he's Australian and she was like the biggest babe I've ever met. And she lives in this like sick, like loft apartment thing in Las Ramblas, which is like the heart of Barcelona. Yeah. So she let me and uh, Jackie and I stay there with her. And she's like just such a boss babe. Like you look up to her and you're like, yes, like you're doing yeah. some really cool <laughs> shit. Like she's like has this swimsuit line and her pad is just awesome and she's so cool she's so welcoming and like I'm like you instantly vibe with her you're like yes I love you and And inspired by yeah she's doing cool shit yeah she wants to do and doing it on her own accord yeah yeah and she was so like hospitable to us yeah and of course of course of course I was chilling in her apartment drinking wine and this song came on. And I are was like, serious? yeah. I was like, you are the first person. And I've, you knew it before I, that. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. I was so happy and so elated. And looking back on it, it was like so full circle. Yeah. Because I was about to come home. Right. And like, I just realized again that this song has just like been like, I've just been carrying the song around with me. Yeah. Not, not even knowing, but I don't know. I love it. It really makes me feel, it really gets me in the mood. I think that's really special because especially with the context of you saying that a year ago, you knew this was always going to be one of the songs she would have picked. And then in between that time of that decision, it took on a new (laughs) and expanded meaning from that, like and added to the story, which I think is actually like, that's one of the cool, one of the motivations that I have behind this is we're recording this. It's live. It's right now. And this is how you feel today. But I'm really fascinated with the idea of when you listen to this five years from now, as you listen to it, like hearing yourself, at a younger time, at a, <laughs> twenty-seven, you know, like, almost yeah, twenty-seven. Right? Yeah, like it's it's weird to think about. Like, do the songs hold the test of time? Have they changed the meaning? Have they been the same? Have they been strengthened or weakened? Or what are the new songs and things like that? So it's kind of cool that even in that process of you thinking about this so far in advance and then doing it now, that it even changed in itself. And 
what could be in however long when you are literally listening to me say yeah. this right now, yeah. but years <laughs> later, it, it'll be fun. It, it's cool. I, I hope that it continues to grow in, in meaning for you through that. And, yeah. Uh, and that everybody takes that approach too. I know. And I, that's one thing that I really connected with too is like when you actually stop and think about why a song is so meaningful, mm-hmm. like you discover a lot about yourself yeah. through those things and, yeah. and, and why you, you know, you, you really question, right. Why does this mean so much to me? I don't know why this random song It's hard to articulate sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And like, I, I don't even know where I found the song. I don't know why it speaks to me so much, right. but it really does. And it, it makes makes me like feel it makes me feel really emotional it makes me feel really good it makes me feel like I don't know I think that was why I always knew like this this was gonna be one yeah this is gonna be one that's really cool yeah yeah it's a beautiful story I think you you took the prompt very well so far. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's a, it's a good outlook. Shall we uh, move on to the, the closer? Yes, let's do it. This right. is a good one. This is a good one. So this, this last one is one that I actually do know, um, but I can't wait to hear your take on it. And the song is called Strictly Reserved for You by Charles Bradley. Here we go.
right? That was strictly reserved for you by the late Charles Bradley. Such a jam. What an amazing song. <laughs> what an amazing voice. What an amazing person. Like, Charles Bradley. It was like the most beautiful soul oh. ever. I'm really happy that you know this one. Yeah. So we can share like the experience together because I'm the first two you you weren't familiar with yeah so. well so I mean uh, so before you get into yours like my my thing with Charles Bradley is a lot of regret because he's somebody that uh, like he I think he was his first his first record came out when I was in college and uh, you know I had a, a number of friends that were worked for the college newspaper um and like when it came out, it was a big deal, and we were all music nerds, and so like we all were like, "Oh, Charles Bradley's great!" You know, it's the whole like blues revivalist. His story is so amazing. He's like always been talented, and he's finally in his later years of his life found success and recognition, yeah. and it was great. Um, but you know, it was that like revivalist cloud that was cast upon him that it was like, "Oh yeah, you know, it's kind of that museum act." Um, there's so much soul and power to his music that's so obvious when you listen to it and that when I say regret it's because I love his music and I had so many opportunities to see him live and I never ended up seeing him live oh. and <laughs> no. I'm so sad about that uh, and I, I it's just shame on me for not like doing it but it just always seemed like every time he was in town or there was like a chance to do it that I had something else going on and I'm like oh well he comes by a lot I'll see him eventually like Austin is is definitely a a base for him we love him here and so I'll get the chance and uh was it like two years ago or three years ago or something that he passed Um, he passed away recently was it was it within the past year or yeah that's right because he was supposed to come back for so he, a couple of years ago, he got diagnosed with cancer. Right. And he had to, I think he was on tour at the time mm-hmm. and had to cancel that tour because his cancer got really bad. Right. And then he was fighting it and fighting it and fighting it. And then, like, actually two months ago is when he passed. Oh, is that recent? Yeah. Oh, man. So that's, that's part of my story with this song is unlike you who has been listening to him since like he just got started yeah which was way later in his life right and I agree I was thinking about it and I'm like damn he was like 60 when he or 60 ish yeah when he finally like got discovered I guess he had been impersonating James Brown for a long time yeah um but then whoever someone maybe him or whoever else realized he had a lot of talent right and they're like let's you know he needs let's to do his own stuff voice, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um because i think there's so much talent but there's also so much soul yeah. and you connect with charles bradley and you feel his story through his music yeah. and i was a little late to the game when i found out about him and it was when I first discovered who he was, it was in 2015 at Utopia Fest, hmm. which is a music festival that's like in Texas, um, kind of outside of San Antonio and Utopia, Texas. 
and my friends put it on and I that's the first time that I saw him which is the first time that I ever discovered him right and the first time I ever heard him yeah and it was also the first time if I can speak freely please yeah that I ever did acid yeah (laughs) um which I feel like is really important to my discovery of Charles yeah. Bradley and I mean you can't ignore that <laughs> yeah. aspect of it if that's the connection and and very important to like the time the timing in my life and like this new phase that I was entering and like I love psychedelics and I've done mushrooms heaps of times mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I've, I've always been scared of acid like yeah. it's always been too intense and I'm right. a little too controlling and I've never been in the right place right in my mind, like mentally. And I finally decided in 2015, like I'm ready to do acid, which I think is sounds, it sounds so silly, but for me it was a, it was a bigger thing because it was the first time in my life where I felt really comfortable with myself and comfortable in my own skin and the very pure and loving and like self-reflective way. Yeah. So I knew I was ready you were you had enough of that safe spot to <laughs> jump over and yeah. see what yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I I I can lose, you know, lose touch with reality and not get completely freaked out because I know that I'm grounded within myself. Yeah. So that which was is, which is really important. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Absolutely. Yeah. That you took the right approach. Yeah. Sure. I'm really happy I waited. Yeah. <laughs> Cause <laughs> like if I did it when I was younger, it would have been like one of you know, those like bad right. trips that you yeah. hear over you. It's like, not something your you friend do to lost be cool. Her mind. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy I waited and like, I felt <clears throat> like a couple years ago, I felt like I was finally just starting to understand what life was and like, what my place was in life and like self-respect and like confidence and all these things, like just, you know, things that you discover as you're growing up and becoming an adult and Mm -hmm. a human. And, you know, that was a time period of like, those are the things that I was going through. And it was also like through that, it was a very like spiritual, like awakening within myself as well. Yeah. Um, and so I had no idea who the hell Charles Bradley was when I went to Utopia. It was the first year I've ever been to like this magical festival. I don't know if you ever went, but Actually, or if you've ever did. gone. Yeah, I haven't been yet. Oh, you have to go. I know, I know. They're doing it next year. It's at a new location, but okay. you must go. It's I know. I need like to go. one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the most like I have a handful of friends that go and always say how awesome it is and how amazing it is and I guess like the friends that I would go with and, and really enjoy being there with are not the friends that like actually go yeah and so I just haven't had the reason yet to jump in yeah um, I encourage you I know, I know. It's, it's gonna happen it, yeah it will happen you should do it we they just did um we just celebrated the 10th year like oh, wow. a couple months ago yeah, yeah. wow yeah I've only been the past three years but yeah. I've wish I've gone to all of them because it's it's so unique. It it's so like, yeah, yeah, it's like such a unique festival. Yeah. And so anyway, jump to Utopia Fest, Darby on like, yeah, I wanna do acid, I'm ready. <laughs> um, 
Um, I did so much acid. I actually don't know how much I did. I probably did the equivalent of like five or six hits of acid. Oh God. Yeah, that's no. <laughs> and it's <that's> not good. <laughs> well, I was actually incredibly somehow miraculously so fine. I was yeah. so chill the entire time. And when I was really coming up, I was with my best friend Kristen and we had like she was like my like partner in crime that night and Charles Bradley came on and I was seeing him live. We were in the back because I like, couldn't yeah, yeah. be able to be able. Yeah. <laughs> but the back was beautiful. I had all the dancing room in the world. Right. And I was seeing him and this is so like corny and dumb, but I felt like like I was like transported back in time to like the sixties and like this the hippie movement and like free love era and I was like seeing this beautiful human who was like wearing bell bottoms and like lapel yeah. and like just so soulful. Right. And like so much emotion and like just seeing him and and he has this ray Mm-hmm. Like, like an aura, so, around, an aura yeah. around him that surrounds him and like it's the most positive aura ever he just emits like the best energy and it's all love yeah. and all he wants like everyone to do is just love each other yeah. and I was just like super tripping out and could feel him and feel like all that energy in the crowd and like this song came on and then it was closer to the end of the set and then fireworks came and started behind oh, him wow. and <laughs> Kristen and I were so startled we quite literally like like dropped to the ground yeah and embraced each other and like kind of rolled around on the ground a little bit crying just like weeping tears of joy like how Chris, Kristen put it as like we were freebasing joy <laughs> and it is a memory that I will never ever ever yeah. lose and that is Charles Bradley and that's when I first discovered him Yeah. and then like another full circle moment with him is that I I didn't think I was going to be able to go to Utopia Fest this year because I was still traveling. I was in Europe. Mm-hmm. And then I was in Europe and I was like kind of ready. I was pretty ready to come home. I was like, I miss my family. I miss my, my people, my squad. Um, so I cut my short or cut my trip short and was able to go to Utopia this year, That's which awesome. last year was my farewell. Yeah. And this yeah, year was my that. reunion. Yeah. Oh, and cool. total bookend. Yeah. Yeah. And Charles Bradley, because he's played at Utopia a few times. So he's like a very, like everyone loves him yeah. there. They've all kind of grown up around his yeah. music in the context of the festival. Yeah. yeah. And he, while we were there, he passed away. Yeah. And, like the news had started trickling in because mm. there's not very much service. Right. So that news trickled in and it was like such a surreal moment. Mm. And like me and my friends all had a moment of silence for him and like cried. Like we actually yeah. really 
like especially to be there in the context yeah. of your introduction to yeah that's, that's a lot to take in it was and we we were literally like weeping yeah. but they had like a beautiful like um not a memorial but just like a let's montage respect, yeah yeah they did like a video montage and like everyone did a moment of silence and it was like it was I guess if looking back on it it's probably one of the better ways I could have like yeah. experienced Actually that. Done that yeah yeah process and like process yeah. that loss was at the place where I first saw him and this like at the place in my life where it was like only going up and it was like a, like all these new feelings and like spirituality things that I had going on and like not knowing I was going to travel yet, but like that was on my horizons and right. Right. I don't know. It's really beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I think he's anyone who like pays any attention to who he is and his story. Like you can't help but fall in love with him. Um, and I, it, I find it really inspiring because you it's so much of music and like pushing the edge in music and becoming relevant and stuff it's about being young and being tied into the emotions of that and like feeling something and expressing that and I think that you know most people as they get older just have a tendency to retreat into their shell into their universe that they can control and just you know accept that their greatest moments are behind them and just live it out and I think what's so powerful about Charles Bradley is it's like he to have what he had at the point in his life that he had it at is so unique and there's there's other people that have experienced that too and so there's probably plenty of ways you can apply that to other artists as well Uh, but you know for us we experience that through him and through that storyline and it's like I think I find it really inspiring as someone that, you know, we get older every year and we live through our own disappointments and feelings of, hey, have, how far have we gone where we thought we could have gone? And you see somebody like Charles Bradley who, you know, he might not have ever thought or cared that he got would have gotten where he did, but he just did what he cared about and loved and eventually... It brought him to where brought him to where he did, and which uh, hopefully was the most like happiest, fulfilling years of his life. Hopefully it was, and and maybe it wasn't, and maybe it was, and for us it means a lot. And I think he knew that, and yeah, uh, he felt the love. And, <laughs> yeah, and and that's cool, and that's just all he wanted to do. Yeah, I think his whole mission so was cool. to spread love. Yeah, it's and so cool. It's so, that's so beautiful and it's yeah. so simple, but yeah. it's something that we all forget to do. Right. And yeah, I guess his whole life has been like full of hardships. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure he was homeless and he was, yeah. like struggled with illiteracy mm-hmm. and like, I don't know how many years he was a James Brown impersonator, but it is an inspiring story like that you can find passions in any time of your life it doesn't have to be when you're young and that flame never has to die right and you all you should always carry that flame and and you should I don't know you should always spread the love and you should always I don't know I'm so big on complimenting 
yeah. strangers and telling people like that you appreciate them and and like those little things I feel like people don't hear very often yeah and it's just that tiniest thing that you feel that if you express it someone will really take that totally and and I and I feel like that's just what like Charles Bradley wanted to do is just and he represents it yeah, yeah he represents it. it he's a model for yeah, it yeah he is he fully embodies that yeah and that is he's so pure to me he was like such a pure individual and artist and yeah. like it's really refreshing when you get that right and it's cool too to hear your connection to it and I mean we're talking a lot about his story but I think that for your memory tied to it it's very articulate towards the actual moment and the experience of that and yeah. regardless of his story he still makes music that and you still have it in that context that like it, it means a lot for you and will continue to serve yeah. as an inspiration for yourself as you grow older and set your own ambitions around all that, that you can. I absolutely feel his music is timeless and I think that it will continue to inspire people for a long ass time. Yeah. And that is so gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. He's a good man. He he's, is. He's missed. Oh, R.I.P. It's so sad. I feel really guilty that my timeline on his passing uh, was totally off. But uh, I think because you were getting confused with when he first got diagnosed, and he was really, really sick. Because he canceled some shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he just passed away in I guess late September. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's really, it's really loving tribute I feel like to pay to him to close yeah. it off with that so I'm, yeah. I'm glad you shared that yeah thank you it's really cool I'm happy he shared so much of himself with everyone yeah well we're we're coming to our close with songs and, and the memories but um, I feel like it was, this was a really good episode yeah I enjoyed it <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you so much for having me on yeah I feel very honored well, to be here it's and it's so much fun I've never <laughs> done anything like this before well, I would encourage you to continue to find ways uh, to express yourself. Thank through, you. Through this uh, medium or through the conversations that you carry out with, with yeah. people important to yourself. Your thank life, you. So. 2018, baby. Yeah, do it. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, thank you, Harrison. This has been uh, an awesome episode of Memory Tracks. Memory Tracks. Until next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye.